Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, and welcome to Dice Don't Die's Deep Dive. Tonight, we are talking about the various spooks that go bump in the night, the terrors that lurk in the caves and jungles, and the average beasts and baddies all around Galarian. We're talking about Pathfinder's creatures. I'm Chad, and tonight, I'm talking with Beth. Hello! And Sarah. Hi, y'all! But before we get into that... No. Just kidding. There's no time for that. Get on. No time. Get to <laughs> no it. Time. Guys, we gotta get going. We're already behind schedule. Yes, literally. So, let me break down what today's episode is going to be, and then we can actually get into the types. So, we are specifically focusing on the uh, creature types in currently provided text. Now, I understand that there's a new beast carry coming out soon. And I'm very hyped, but it won't have anything from that. So just be aware. That'll be a later episode. So we're going to break down those types, special things that are for each type. So if something is common between all of them, say like immunity to critical hits, we'll mention it, uh, as well as what recall knowledge would be required for that creature type, if there is one. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to go into a little bit of what is that creature type? Why do all of these creatures, are they all related? And then finally, any standouts. So creatures that we think are interesting, look cool, something that exemplifies the monster type. We'll get into it. For the most part, we're going to be going alphabetically, but there are a few exceptions. When I uh, have an exception, I'll talk about it. And then all of this is within the context of Pathfinder 2. However, a lot of it is, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Applicable. A lot of this is applicable to Pathfinder 1, as well as many different editions of D&D. Just because D&D is where a lot of this started, and so those monster types are kind of based off of uh, some of those original creatures. And then we are... You can't really talk about creature types without also talking about planes. So get ready for that. It is going to be a jam-packed episode, and we're going to be talking a lot of setting and lore information. So, buckle in. Planes, 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 planes. They were going like the shot song, but with planes. Yeah, planes, 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 planes. I don't know about that, but... You get a plane, and you get a plane, and you get a... Sorry. I mean, it's kind of true. When we start talking about the different creature types that originate from specific planes... Like, you can't even name them all. It, it's insane. But we'll get there. Trust me. Uh, finally, one of the creature types that you're not really going to hear me talk about, but was really big in 
uh, first edition and other versions of D&D are outsiders. Outsider is not a creature type. And that's because outsider has been split up into its own creature types. So what an outsider was, was someone from another plane of existence. Well, now they have their own names. So we're still talking outsiders, but you won't hear me use that word. So if you were looking for some outsider talk, this is the right place. Just not the right word. Just new vocab. It's true. Let's get into it with probably the hardest to explain. I almost went in reverse alphabetical order (laughs) or a made up an order because I didn't want to talk about these first. Just to avoid these? Yeah. Mm. And that's aberrations. So, (laughs) aberrations. Aberrations. When you think of aberrations, a lot of people think about dungeoneering. Uh, and that's because in first edition, to identify a aberration, you had to have dungeoneering. And a lot of times they're underground, they are hidden or hiding. Aberrations are literal aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you find them underground? Sometimes. Because here's the thing. In, in, by what I mean by literal aliens, kind of breaks into two things. First, you have aliens from space. Because mm-hmm. absolutely, aliens from space in Galarian, 100% a thing. And there's a lot of them, and you do fight them all over the place. But also, an aberration can be something where their biology is so alien... We don't recognize it as from the natural world. But it's not necessarily from another plane of existence. I know that that does not make it clear at all. But that's what an aberration is. It's a little bit of a catch-all group, right? We need something that is an alien. But we also need something for things that are not necessarily constructs. And I'm going to talk about an example of that. So Basically something that the Galarian scholars can't exactly put into a category. So there's like, you know what? Kind of. Put it over there. Put it into that catch-all. The academic yeah. catch-all. Mm-hmm. I mean, kinda. You're kind of right. So like, the actual definition from the core rulebook Aberrations are creatures from beyond the planes, space, or corruptions of the natural order, abominations of nature. Fun. And their natural enemy is the predator, right? No. This is not alien versus predator, because predator would also be an aberration. Aberration versus aberration. I mean, if there's infighting, there's less for us to fight, I guess, you know, right? You're not wrong. Aberrations are usually found away from civilization, right? Away from where lots of people congregate. So we're talking dungeons, deep forest, places where they can plot and... uh. Do their own thing. 
for the most part. You do have some aberrations that are different. But I want to talk about a few standouts. Oh, did I say this? The recall knowledge check for them is occultism. And honestly, love that. Aberrations is like why occult... I'm so excited about occultism being a thing. Because in Pathfinder 1st Edition, it was usually Arcana. And that... <sighs> eh. Occultism, perfect. Perfect fit. Love it. 100% here for it. So, what are a couple examples of an aberration? Literally anything from the Dominion of the Black. So the Dominion of the Black is... <laughs> we'll call it an alien space organization. That is an oversimplification, but I don't want to get into it today. That is an entirely I'm different episode. Is this Men in Black? Is this a thinly veiled <laughs> ploy at Men in no. Black? <laughs> no. So the, the Dominion of the Black is uh they they are it it really gets complicated. Affiliated with the Dark Tapestry. The Dark Tapestry is the space in between the stars. It's space, okay? Just it's space. They're aliens. That's all you need to know for now. We'll get into okay. it one day. One, one day. <laughs> one day we'll do a whole episode on the Dominion of the Black, how they're related to the Dark Tapestry, and how the Dark Tapestry is related to the space in between the stars. Okay, great. Well, let's just start up our Starfinder. <laughs> I mean, actually, Starfinder delves into a lot of that stuff. You're not I wrong. And I want to... I want to explore but, it someday. <laughs> absolutely. But also there's some like Lovecraftian horror stuff. Like aberrations all about that Lovecraftian horror stuff. Monsters that uh, drive you insane. Aberrations, baby. You'd love to see it. I love it. Yeah. So like there's some cool monsters. One of the things that I want to talk about is the Drider. Mm. So. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. The uh, Drider, uh, as some of you some of you might know, is actually a constructed being. The uh, Driders are human spider hybrids nope. constructed by the Drow uh, for like painful experimentation. Uh, they're warriors, fighters, they're hideous. Well, the males are hideous. The women, from the waist up, gorgeous. <laughs> Beautiful. Will bite your head off, gorgeous. But again, you have to understand the drow are <laughs> matriarchal society. So, you, of course, the, the women want to preserve, you know, what they see as their beauty. But also want a spider butt. Yeah, like a like a centaur, <laughs> but spider. But spider. Mm hmm yeah. yeah. That's a drider. Horrifying. And it, it 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 is. I'm not gonna lie. Ah. The picture in the book is great. Because it's of a male drider uh, that has the like the extended mandible mandibles and the multiple eyes and uh has a like a seven head with hair hair spiking up. It's great. It's a great picture. I listen. 
I just <laughs> put together the fact that whoever named this was the laziest person oh, on the God. face of the planet. It's a drow spider. Because they just shoved the words together. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a drider is a drow spider. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. They're so great. So good. Love me a drider. However, and we're gonna get into this a little bit later. Driders are aberrations. They are not constructs. They are alien to human physiology. But even though it is flesh warping and weird sciencey stuff, they are not constructs. And we're going to get into why later. Uh, mostly because they're still, they're still thinking beings where constructs can be, and we're going to talk about that. We'll get into it. You're sidetracking me. Like when you were going with constructs, I thought it was going to be something from like Wild Wild West, where the guy gets into a spider wheelchair thing. No. Like, well, because oh. this is not a construct. A drider is an aberration for sure. Okay. They are flesh warped into this versus a construct which is created. I I I know. Yeah, that makes sense. I get. It. The lines between creature type are not necessarily black and white. I mean, they are because you have the type or you don't. But <laughs> there is a little right there bit of black and white. It's there's some there's a little bit of wheel room on why a certain thing would be an aberration versus a construct. But in this case, I actually agree that it's an aberration. It is alien physiology but not literally an alien. So then, another creature that is that kind of bends those uh, rules a little bit is an aberration called a wisp. Now, you, you probably know these as will-o'-the-wisps, uh, but there's also a flicker-wisp or a corpse-light uh, are different types. Now, these are kind of cool. They are creatures that feed on emotion, right? And usually when I say Will-O-The-Wisp, you think of Fae. But mm -hmm. these are distinctly not Fae. Is there a Fae-like version? No. Okay. Not, not, not like this. Not, not that feeds off of... Um, emotion like this. The Fae are a little more natural. They feed off chaos. No, they literally feed <laughs> off of, like, not right. flesh. Not literally, but... Yes, that's fair, but we'll get into the Fae, but these, unlike in mythology, are not Fae. They're aberrations. Which means... They're occultism, where fae are nature. Ooh. Yeah. But like I said, those lines are kind of blurred, right? Of like, in this setting, the reason that a will-o'-wisp will is an aberration is because, well, it's not from the first world. Mm -hmm. Which all fae are from the first the world. The first world. We'll, we'll get into. Yeah, trust me. We'll get into it. But will 
uh, wisps are of our plane of existence just uh, creepy and not in any way um, like us. Because again, they don't literally feed. They don't eat anything. Mm-hmm. It's a ball of freaking light with a skull in the center of it. Which is rad. Super I mean, rad. I, I would have thought they were like spirits so that they would have been undead. But I guess they're they not. are not. Huh. They're just so alien to us. They are aberrations. Love it. And they literally feed on our despair. It's great. <laughs> this is a just... new thing I've learned about. <laughs> See? Now, again, that is in the Pathfinder setting. Yeah. So, like, if you go to mythology, you, you it would most likely be associated with the Fae, because the Fae were kind of just a catch-all for anything weird and strange in the world. But now we've got aberrations. Right! The new catch-all. Yeah, there you go. You got it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's aberrations. Any questions? No. Success! I may have did my job right. Aberrations are fun. Um, Anytime you see an aberration, uh, like in a dungeon (laughs) or something, just make sure to read its stat block. Because most likely, it's gonna have immunities of some kind. It's gonna have some weird abilities. Um, Some of them, a lot of them, especially if it's the Dominion of the Black, are immune to cold damage. Aren't most uh, wisps or willow wisps it completely immune to magic, too? Yes. So that sucks. Yeah. Don't go out and find some willow wisps with your party of all wizards. It's gonna be a bad time. That literally happened. Have a sad time with us. Yes. Uh, although they are a level six creature, so. If you guys find one, it'll probably be like two or three of them. Yeah. That makes it better. Yeah. But if Nigel finds one by himself, he is screwed. Oh, he's screwed. Unless he challenges it to fisticuffs. Or he oh. tries to uh, drive a boat. Yeah. <clears throat> like, obviously, he'll Turn be fine. A giant blue bird and just. That, that is true. Just run away. <laughs> talking from it. Talking of giant blue birds, the next category we're talking about are animals and beasts. <gasps> so this is one of those exceptions where we're not quite going in alphabetical order. Animal and beast are two different types. I know. I was confused too. But they are and you can definitely have something that is an animal and a beast. I'm pretty sure. Uh, which is okay. That's a thing. Which is okay. Uh, uh, I, I don't think you maybe? see it very often. Uh... Because the difference between an animal and a beast typically comes down to their intelligence. A beast is going to be more intelligent than an animal. So an animal is going to be insects, fish, reptiles, stupid things that go off of pure instinct. 
where a beast is something that may not be intelligent enough to talk, but is intelligent enough to have hunting tactics and stuff like that. That makes sense. So for both of them, you can roll nature, right? They are creatures of the natural world. Both of them are, regardless of intelligence level. Because here's the thing, there are intelligent animals, and there are dumb beasts, but not usually. But either way, they're creatures in the natural world, you're going to run, you're going to roll nature. However, some beasts, most beasts, actually, allow you to roll arcana. And I'm like, okay. Uh, but that's usually because they are... Uh, a magical beast like of some sort. That makes sense. Well, so like a blink dog. Okay. That that can be arcana or nature because it is literally a dog that has teleportation powers. I mean, and it can talk. Uh, but more importantly, it has teleportation powers. I mean, yeah. Also, it's got bite. It'll bite you. It's going to get you. It is. But yeah, that, that's the main distinction. So when we're talking about animals, we are talking insects. A lot of times with animal, and with beasts too, actually, you'll see this as a, a, a trait that accompanies other traits. So like some elementals will be an elemental beast. Or an elemental animal. Or there will be something that's a fiend that is also a, a beast. You know, it's so, really important for those demons to have pets, too. Yeah. It is. Everybody wants a dog. Yeah. I say as I pet my dog. Dogs of all varieties. It's true. So, what that allows for is multiple roles, right? So let's say you had a fiend that was also a beast. You could now roll nature, arcana, or religion and know what that creature is. Oh, you're in trouble now. I don't know all the things. That's true. But anyway, so animals, insect swarms are one of the best examples. They're not intelligent. Uh, rat swarms. Not intelligent. These things are acting on pure instinct. But are of the natural world. Uh, some beasts. You have wargs. Which we I do thought have you would, wargs. <laughs> thought you would be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Wargs are kind of special in the beast category. Because they can talk. Yes. Uh, they, they have a high enough intelligence to learn speech. However, they usually don't care too much. Uh, it's not like they have a human-like society. Because right. then we're getting into humanoids, and that's a different trait. Plus, they don't walk upright. But anyway, uh, no. They, they're still animal like even though they can talk it's like the big bad wolf but if on four feet instead of two Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
blows people's houses down. Like, if you want. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, in Kingmaker, there is a warg called, like, Howl of the North Wind. So. Oh, that's awesome. Something like that. I don't think I've come across them in the video game. Hmm. I have not played it. It could also be that the podcast I listened to that had it made, made that it. character. Sure. Not clear. It does not. I know I've definitely made stuff up. Yeah. So anyway. anyway. So yes, what if you want, you, you could make the Big Bad Wolf a warg. Yeah. Would be- you could also do a were wolf yeah yes please uh because were animals are considered beasts they're also considered humanoids which is just fun and we'll get there later yep but yeah so that's our next group is animal beast moving on we have astral and this is where we get into our planes stuff. Planes, 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 planes. You're very fond of that. Listen, I had to do it at least one more time. It'll happen. Yeah, that's fair. I may do it again. We have literally up next is another planar creature. But anyway, so our astral creatures, and right now there's not a lot of them. These are creatures that are native to the astral plane. Now, the astral plane is a plane in between all of the other planes. So, the astral plane is specifically what all souls travel through to get to their afterlife, to get to the boneyard. It is the plane between the inner and outer planes, which we're going to talk about. There are, you have your elemental planes, the material plane. Those are all inner planes. They are towards the center of the planar system. Then you have the astral plane kind of connecting that to the outer planes, which are what at the start of the episode, I talked about outsiders You can think anything from the outer planes is like that. So the outer planes are your celestials, your fiends, things from the boneyard, uh, the psychopomps. All of that is outer plane stuff. So when you talk about the astral plane, these aren't creatures that are like just passing through the astral plane. These are things that are created within the astral plane, uh, which is part of the reason why there's not a lot of them. Um, once we get more bestiaries, uh, we'll probably get a few more creatures. But even then, there aren't a lot of things that are native to that. Uh, it does have recall knowledge of occultism, which honestly makes sense. One of the reasons why having occultism now is freaking great. Uh, and the, the standout creature for me 
is the Vaz Gorlu. The Vaz is that like um, oh man, I want to make a I want to make a Vaz joke from the beginning of Age of Ashes, but it's not quite no. together yet. No, right, uh, put it together yourselves. <laughs> yeah, not not quite the same. Uh, considering this looks like a bug on steroids. Oh no, no! Why would you, Beth? I can't believe you made me look at that with my own two eyes. Yeah, it it doesn't look great. Um, it has like a goat eye in the center, and then it has like these mandibles coming out. It's you, not pleasant. You no know creatures are messed up when they start throwing goat eyes on it. Well, and it has twelve legs. Like that's never good. It's true. Uh, so this is a level twenty creature, right? So like, this is the type of thing that you put together. A, a party and you go after one of these things just like when you're bored on a friday night uh so these are as much as they look kind of crazy uh these are intelligent beings right they're creatures that attack things that travel into the the astral plane they do kind of look like bugs they do. Only they got weird space eyes. Well, it's is it from the Dominion of the Black? Because it looks like the Roach guy from Men in Black, the first movie. It, they are not. Dang. No. They redirect portals. Uh, dimensional teleportation. Uh, back to their lair, so they can not only feast on yourself, uh, on your physical form but also the connection to your world Ooh, yeah they're cool interesting super cool creatures cool never want to meet one no never no i would like to nominate myself as an astral creature whenever i'm stuck in a particularly boring meeting and i just project my consciousness into the astral plane yeah that's Zoom meetings do that to you. Yeah. Especially like three in a row and you're just like <sighs> I'm over it's this. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it definitely can cause astral projection. Yes. <laughs> Causes of being projected into the astral plane. Dying. Zoom Magic. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dream boredom. Oh, I do love that. Uh, but yeah, there, there's not a ton of astral beings, uh, and even the, um, you know, you you said you asked if this was a Men in Black thing. They are aberrations. Didn't I tell you no that there wasn't an aberration? Oh no, I told you no, they weren't Dominion of the Black because they're not. Yeah. But they are an aberration. They so are astral both, and aberration. Both things. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very common. The only creature that we currently have in a book that is only astral is uh, called a Shining Child. It sounds both uh, cool and terrifying. Yeah. It's mostly just terrifying. It has kind of a humanoid-esque form, uh, but its eyes and mouth are glowing yellow pits. Uh, I was kind of it. imagining like a Children of the Corn situation. Oh my god. Wow. 
Yep. Need to yeah. fight one of these someday. Lots, lots of mostly lacking pigment, abnormally gaunt frames, long white hair, and unnerving four-fingered hands. I'm gonna be honest, um, this really reminds me of the Woodman from Hilda. I don't know if you guys have seen it. No. Uh, hang on. Just give me a give me a sec. But uh he's got the same sort of he's almost like a leshy. Um, mm-hmm. but he's just completely made out of wood, but he's got the same empty, hollow eyes and and mouth yeah. situation going on. So also he says weird cryptic things so so it's, it's a deku kid from legend of zelda yeah it does look yes, like that also that <laughs> listen everything is is actually just something else absolutely uh, you know nothing is original anymore no it's and all been done before there are only so else. many creative ideas that can be done so we've already hit our limit we're just recycling at this point uh, shiny child, childs, because I don't think it would be shiny children in this case. I don't know. Uh, they don't talk usually. Uh, they have telepathy. Uh, you know, so that they can stare at you and not move their mouths. Yeah, be yeah. creepy as I don't hell. Think they even have <laughs> lips, so like that's no. pretty fair. It's just a hole in the in the mask. Yeah, and the telepathy makes wonderful. everything like. 20 times scarier. It's true. Because they just speak directly inside your brain. Uh, super mm. creepy, but, you know, they're f- literally from the astral plane. Right. The transition of souls. It's great. Which you gotta pass through to get to our next topic, the celestial plane. Whoa. Uh, yes, kind of. Sometimes. Oh, uh, Yes. Yeah, you can or open a direct portal to the celestial plane, but yes, like the astral plane connects to the celestial plane, which is what we're going to talk about now. So the celestial planes, because there's not just one, the celestial set of planes are specifically creatures that are the embodiment of good. Right? So In our reality, good and evil are social constructs, right? In Pathfinder and in D&D, good and evil are literal forces of the universe. There is literally a good and evil. Literally. Literally. And for Celestials, they are everything that is good in the universe. Puppies. And what that means. Cookie dough ice cream. (laughs) Sleeping in on Saturday. Oh. Mm. Definitely that one. So anytime we're going to talk about those outsider planes, those outer planes, uh, you're talking recall knowledge religion. And unlike the other categories, I do want to get into the subtypes for this one. Because they're interesting. And uh, specifically three of the subtypes. Archons, Angels, and Azada. The three A's. The three A's. Archons are specifically of the plane 
that is lawful good. So... The most boring. I want to disagree with you. I really do. The Archons are just all teacher's pets. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Yeah, you're not wrong. They literally live in heaven. Uh, They manifest a garden at the top of a mountain's peak. These are the golden retrievers. That's all it is. They're just. I, well, I mean, one of them is a hound archon. There we go. Which it's is a humanoid not. dog boy who is all about law and order and good. Does he have a boyfriend who is a lawful good cat boy? Uh, I don't think there's any cat boys. Are you serious? If anything, those are might you, be chaotic good. Are you telling me there's <laughs> no cat boys in heaven? Yeah, I think I am telling you that. I'm personally offended. I'm also, there is no fighter. way. There is no way you're going to heaven. <laughs> wow, you took boy? it pe- as a cat boy or me personally. You personally, I think you would go to the chaotic good plane of existence. Oh hell yes! Like lawful good is not for me. No, thank you. But, but some okay, people. Okay, but are there are there cat boys in the chaotic good? I don't think so. Oh, in the chaotic good, I think there might be actually. Okay, okay cool. that's fine. As long as there's cat people in heaven. That's but fine. again, no, <laughs> chaotic goods are not from heaven. We're talking about the archons. The archons are La- from heaven. lawful good. Lawful good is heaven. Okay. You can't equate this to to like modern. To to the social construct, right? That we think of, right? You can't you can't think of it as religion in our plane of existence. This is something completely different, even though it's named the same, and it's literally a garden on top of a mountain. All dogs go to heaven. Cats are banned. <laughs> yeah, cats banned. Yes, cats go to chaotic heaven. <laughs> Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> anyway. We're trying, but oh man. <laughs> so the Archons... Yeah, you, sure, you're trying, quote-unquote. We're trying to derail you. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. I took a calculated risk, but man, am I bad at math. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. So Archons fight chaos and evil. And sometimes that means they fight chaotic good creatures. Don't look shocked. Don't you fight my cat people. Sorry, I'm I'm reading. So please continue. Yeah, so that that's pretty much all I had to say on their archons. Uh, lawful good. Then you have the angels. The angels are from the plane of existence. That is neutral good. It is called Nirvana. Because again, we're super creative here. Mm -hmm. We really are. So when you think about angels, uh, think about typically what you see in media. Um, Humanoid looking creatures with giant bird wings and glowing eyes. Devas uh, are a type of angel. 
they are kind of the Davis are considered the field agents, which is kind of cool that they get their own little specialization. Uh, but they're kind of cool. The embodiment of neutrality means virtue and enlightenment, whatever that means. I mean, in 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 this universe, it's literally a thing. Because again, like you got to pull yourself out of the way we think of things, which is that there's not really a black or white. In this universe, there's literally a line that makes yes. you good or evil. Or neutral. Or in this case, yes. And we will be talking about a being of pure neutrality today. Super Ooh. hyped for that one. I will also say that this is a guideline. You can absolutely meet a lawful good angel, but typically they are neutral. Good. But, you know, some GMs will change things or maybe that specific angel had something happen. We don't know. People change things because they want to, and that's understandable. Then you have the final group, which is the Azada. Personally, my favorite group. Yes. These are your chaotic good. Your, your plane of chaotic good. This is called Elysium, by the way. They are manifestations of freedom, exploration, and curiosity. So I just absolutely love it. Uh, my favorite, and probably the one that would be most recognizable by people are called uh, Lilins. Lilins are large snake women with wings. Yeah. Exactly how I like my women. Yeah. I 100% agree. They're really great. Usually they are um, associated with bards, um, musicians, things like that. Lullins are great. Super great. I would like to say that I was reading the description for the Azada, and this is definitely a place uh, worthy of, of cats and cat people. Yeah. Um, because Although they're I... all about freedom and mm -hmm. just like getting up to mischief, but in the good mm -hmm. way. And you're like, ah, yes, cat folk. I don't think there is like a cat... I checked all of them. There's not. Yeah. I don't oh. think so. So, uh... Paizo. Lots of good music. Paizo, get on that. It's true. Make us I a would be here for it. Catboy Azada. Thank you. To go with our, uh, Hound Archon? Yes. But they wouldn't be dating. They're boyfriends. They can't be. <laughs> Why? They, they are they fighting. Fight each other. They're lawful they versus to, chaotic. I they mean, don't have to be fighting. It doesn't have no, to be. No, they don't have to be fighting. It doesn't have to be a good relationship. Just <laughs> toxic. Like, just no. be they, they're boyfriends, and also it's a long distance relationship. 
and their families <laughs> hate each other. It's, it's like Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, except oh, nobody boy. needs to die because they're all celestial, extra planaral beings. Right? Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Someone but, yeah. please write this fic and send me the AO3 tags. Oh my gosh. Moving on. Uh, those are those are our celestials. Uh, three three of the subtypes of celestials. Uh, next is constructs. Constructs are literally why I wanted to create this episode. I was talking about constructs. Sorry. Why you wanted to construct this episode? You guys think you're so funny. I'm I think not. Chad I know is I'm so not. funny. Chad's pretty funny. Constructs oh. are created beings. They are artificial creatures empowered by a force other than necromancy. And that's important because a lot of undead creatures are also constructed. And also you have the driders, which are flesh warped. Right. And I, I, sorry, I didn't bring this up when we were talking about drow spider driders. Um, but <laughs> they're not considered constructs because they are alive and constructs aren't considered alive, nor are correct. they considered undead. Correct. That is absolutely correct. A construct is a constructed entity. It doesn't have, per se, and we're going to talk about an exception, but it doesn't per se have a soul. Right. When a construct is destroyed, it is destroyed. There's no getting it back. There's no resurrecting a construct. Right. I feel like a good example of this would be, you know, like a robot. Yeah, literally. Right? And so, like, it's not alive, but it's not undead. It's powered by some third thing, electricity. And, like... Or magic, but yeah. Or magic. Right. I I was... Right. So, there is a country called Numeria in Galarian, which is more technologically advanced. Because literally 10,000 years ago, a spaceship crashed there. And now you can reverse engineer all of the spaceship tech. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just find it. And you don't well, know right, what it is. But, and then you blow up a town. You. Right. Also that. You know, who hasn't done that? <laughs> uh, literally, one of the adventure paths goes into it. It's really cool. It's called Iron Gods. Highly recommend. Uh, but anyway, they there's robots. There's like... Robots literally walking around. Of course, you also have androids, which are not robots, but are similar. Are they sentient robots? They are. They actually have a soul where robots don't. Because they're constructs, constructs don't have a soul. I feel like if I ever played Iron Gods, I would just get into so many, uh, (laughs) like, moral and philosophical arguments (laughs) that people would want to stop playing with me. You mean like now? No, I'm kidding. I Bring just. it on. <laughs> no. Uh, we get into a couple. It, it honestly is very, very fun. It, I am enjoying it. Um, spoilers for those of you who have not finished it. In the end, you literally create a god. Uh, she's the goddess of AI. Huge spoiler. I, I said spoiler alert. 
Is that fast enough? Uh, also, we I mean, uh, we already talked about it when we in. talked about the gods. Cassandra Lee is awesome. There's a literal campaign called Kingmaker. All right. Like, hey, guess what you do at the end of that one? Guess, Chad. Huh? You make a sandcastle. Yeah, you I mean, kind of. Yay! Actually, it. I I think that's one of the books. Is like the entire thing is building your castle. Yeah. Kind of, but not really. The li- it, it's a whole mechanic. Like it, you know how in um. This is way off topic. Circus one. The circus one. <laughs> Yes, the circus has the circus mechanic. The circus has running Kingmaker. the circus. Has running the kingdom. Yeah, but we are and off top. You can do the really fun things like install sewers for your yeah. kingdom. It's true. That well, is great for the great. circus. You can buy beer. And which one of those is more important? Let us ask ourselves. Oh, we definitely know it's the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I like hot showers. Well, anyway, you know what? we could meet sewer people. So we are way off topic. Getting us back on track. Where's David when you need him? <laughs> no joke. <laughs> David's not here today, and therefore we are off track. Always purposely derailing. Okay. The so- thing about constructs that I really find in- interesting is the fact that they have a list of immunities. They are immune to bleed damage, death effects, disease, healing, necromancy, non-lethal attacks, poison, doomed, drained, fatigue, paralyzed, <laughs> sickened, unconsciousness. They're immune <laughs> to being paralyzed? Yeah. I yeah, feel like con- that doesn't make sense. Constructs. They're not moving themselves? I don't, uh. Constructs are immune to damn near everything uh they usually are also immune to mind affecting effects because they don't have a mind so you're telling me i can't play a construct as a pc correct (laughs) damn it i literally had a new player in one of my games ask me if he because he he was given quite a bit of gold because they were starting at level 13 asked if he could buy a uh a golem and i said no. <laughs> you can't Not buy a golem. Actually, Not one a of my GMs just gave me a golem at one point. What the? No, it, it, no it golems. Flew, it could fly. And Damn. I loved it. <laughs> just give you a mech suit. It basically that was, was, actually. That was the one who asked for the golem, by the way. <laughs> anyway. Love it, Ryan. They said they love it. He's proud of himself. He shouldn't be. Anyway. Can I buy a golem? No. Absolutely not. So one of the cool things about golem or constructs is the recall knowledge for this. All of this, by the way, if you have recall knowledge or or lore construct, obviously you can roll that too. I'm not mentioning everything. Just the common ones. So for recall knowledge... Uh, you could do arcana or crafting. It checks out because they're made, yeah. right? Yeah, love freaking it. love it so much. So the construct that I 
sort of stood out to me. Of course, I have to bring up the outliers, right? Like, I'm not going to talk about yeah. iron golems or ice golems or, you know, animated armor. Those aren't interesting. Every everybody's fought animated armor, okay? Absolutely everybody. <laughs> no, I want to talk about the Soulbound doll, which you guys already met one. Which we already know as Chucky. Uh, no. What he was? Mini Knight? Yeah, Mini Knight yeah, was Mini a Soulbound not. doll. So these are constructs that are intelligent, which most aren't. And also, they have a, a gem that has a soul infused into it. So they have a personality of that soul. And eventually, they can actually grow and create their own personality. Now, the Ooh, question is... Mini Knight hasn't been here long enough to get his own personality. He was. He went insane. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, great. He was by himself <laughs> for a hundred years. Only a hundred? Yeah, it wasn't like Just super sleep. long. Just mm -hmm. sleep for It was a couple years. hundred years, but. The, but they hey, don't sleep. Yeah, I was like, do contracts even sleep? Okay. I don't They're immune to the sleep. <laughs> They're literally immune. Break out of the castle and just. Go have an adventure. Yeah, well, they didn't. Pick up crosswords or something. Yeah. yeah. Soulbound dolls aren't really too much of a threat. It's just a creature level two. But are very cool. Uh, and honestly, one day it'd be really cool to be able to play as a soulbound doll. Uh, quick question. Would you just have to be the highest level sorcerer in order to trap someone's soul into a gem and then make them into a soulbound doll? No. Well, you could. Um, that is one way of doing it. But also certain creature types. Uh, not types. Certain creatures specialize in that. So uh, hags. Uh, hags specialize in trading souls. Ooh. But yeah, that's automatically an evil act. I, yeah, I was just thinking about <laughs> like in the middle of a battle, how disconcerting it would be if like somebody turned you, like captured your soul in a gem, and then was like, "I'm just gonna carry you around to rub it in your face literally every single moment of every day because you can't sleep anymore." That I put you in this <laughs> goddamn doll. That that's messed up, but that's also next level. That is some next level stuff. It's good. A quick question about Mini Knight now. Uh, <laughs> sure. If, if they've been around for, what, a couple hundred years now, they didn't take the time to try to learn common? Who was going to teach them? There were so many books in that place. There had to at least been a book on common. But that wasn't what their directive was. Uh... Here's the thing. Constructs are about directives. Hmm. Even when they eventually get their personality, that might change. But in this case, it didn't. They were told to guard this area. And so that's what they did. Their directive was not to go insane. That's fair. They did. I feel like that was just a side effect, really. Yeah. 
You're not wrong. I mean, and then Alex showed up, so like that didn't help. I miss Alec. I don't. You were rude to that boy. <laughs> okay, he was rude to us. <laughs> yes, he was. I still have his signet ring, thinking about giving it away to somebody that's not him. Just That'd be really it. funny and <laughs> awful. He he look, he he's still looking for it. I know. <laughs> but he's I been helping the He's been helping with the uh goblins. You're so that's, mean. Oh, the, that's yeah. why you set that up <laughs> to try to what? win the ring back. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. So our next type, our next type, are dragons. Yeah. What are these? Dragons get their own type. So I loved the description of a dragon. <laughs> Dragons are reptilian creatures, often winged, or with the power of flight. Most are able to use a breath weapon. I feel like that's important, though, because then it encompasses dragons from, like, all yeah. Earth cultures, right? Well, because, uh, like, so there's Lynn norms, right? right. Lynn norms don't have wings. Right. No, I, I just love that it was like, most have a breath weapon. <laughs> Like, oh, okay, hey, Okay, good for them. Wait a minute. Not all do? <laughs> Most of them have Apparently a not. Pain. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> right, exactly. This, just... this one's middle name is Todd. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, they're also immune to sleep and paralysis. Dang. I don't know why, but dragons are immune to paralysis. I also don't know why, but... No clue. That would have been the best way to steal a dragon horde. Would just be to paralyze the dragon. And then you're just like, well, just gonna... Doesn't matter if you wake up now. But... I mean, alas. according to mythology, like, they're supposed to be immune to magic. Not really sleep and paralysis. If dragons were immune to magic... No one would ever kill them. That... Every D and D campaign would be four fighters. Yeah, but uh, like with mythology, their scales are supposed to actually reflect magic. That's fair, except for like the armpit scales, right? Mm. They've got the underbelly one. Yeah, the one weak spot. Or if you get it to use its breath weapon right before the actual fire comes out, you launch a fireball down and. Yeah, and then combust it from the inside. Yeah. Wasn't that the plot of a movie? Uh, like fire that movie rains. where, yeah, Rain, Rain of Fire. Yeah, that's it. Loved that movie. I yep. was thinking yeah. of Smog and The Hobbit when I said yeah. armpit scales, so. I, I was too when you said that. <laughs> uh, so a couple of dragons that I wanted to point out. We've already met the Beta. Yep. Which mm-hmm. is a giant little dragon with little bitty front legs. <laughs> that has invisibility. That, had little front that has legs. invisibility and can shapeshift. A lot of dragons can shapeshift. That's yeah. pretty common. I mean, like, how are you going to go to parties if you're that big? You just can't fit that many <laughs> dragons in there. And it actually is shapeshifting. It's not just a, like an illusion, right? Because otherwise, no. just this little guy comes through and suddenly people like 20 feet out are getting crushed yep. while no. that's walking through. 
<laughs> just illusory. <laughs> Gold dragons. Uh, so you have the metallic and the chromatic dragons. So the chromatic are typically evil, and the metallic are typically good. Typically. Typically. I wonder why I'm putting an emphasis on that. Homebird. Anyway. And then... Listen. A couple of things that Sarah noticed uh, on here. There there are some creatures that are classified as dragons that... (sighs) Like, I get it if you need to classify some stuff and they don't really fit in other categories, but classifying chimeras and manticores as dragons just feels wrong. I can't explain it, but the vibes are bad. Just put them in the catch I'm not seeing them on the Put them as aberrations. So, manticores... Do-do-do... You say you're not seeing them on the list? No, I'm not. I'm let me let me open this. Manticore is a beast. It's not a dragon. Listen, it's listed when I search. Oh yeah, Pathfinder 2 Chimera is a beast. Is it Pathfinder first edition that it was a dragon? I don't know. Because, like, when you search dragon, and then there's this entire list of monsters, and it has manticore, parentheses, dragon one. Which oh, when, I wonder if it's because it speaks draconic. Is that... Boo. Huh, well, here it says... Because chimeras common. do dr- speak... Chimeras speak draconic. Manticores just speak common, apparently. Manticores are buttholes. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I think manticores Bear. got cross-listed with dragons because they love treasure. Oh, maybe. But they are listed as a beast. Actually, chimeras are listed as a beast as well. Okay, well then that makes yeah. me more happy. I don't know why what I'm looking at had them like cross-listed. Oh, it's because they're an amalgamation including a dragon. Chimeras which are... I manticores i thought weren't dragons i thought they were like scorpions well they have dragon wings they have dragon wings manticores do i thought that was i really thought the wings were from something else but they look dragon like okay well yes but you could say that about a lot of things true lizards but yeah they are not dragons but beta are and lin norms are and dragons are dragons. Right. The Chimera entry says that they're also a lion, a dragon, and a goat. Yes. They have a dragon head, but they are not dragon-tight. They are uncommon, chaotic, evil, large beasts. Hmm. Okay, so that's why they're cross-listed. I guess I retract my, my frowny face about those types, then. They do have a dr- Excuse me, a draconic bite and a breath weapon. I would almost I, be okay with Chimera getting a dragon tag. No. I don't know. I just, I feel weird about it still. I think mostly because, like, 
in at least the mytho- the mythologies that I'm familiar with, they're not necessarily mm-hmm. listed as dragons, but they are listed as like other component parts, right? It would be like bat wings and a scorpion tail. Yeah, and that's then instead, fair. like in here, they're like, oh, it's a dragon. And you're like, I mean, I guess, sure. I can <laughs> sure, do that why if not? You want. That's funny. Whatever you say, Paizo. So Wait, where our do the, next uh, dragon monkeys fall. Dragon monkeys. Yeah the the thing the thing that you put us up oh. against that long ago the monkey dragon thing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. That horrible mutant. That would that be an aberration? I think they're aberrations. Yay! Nailed it. I gotta look it up. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Every every Pathfinder session now, I'm just gonna be like, is this an aberration? <laughs> Roll and for Beth a cultism. Is be like, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, yes, but also roll occultism. Doop doop doop. to find out. I want to say Sunny took occultism. I'm not sure. Occultism is underappreciated, especially since it's the newest uh, one. I freaking love it. I think occultism was is the best addition to. Pathfinder second ed. Where is there you are? It has the dragon type. It is a unique dragon humanoid. You didn't talk to it much, uh, but its name was Rakharik. Oh, you gave it a name. No, I'm gonna feel guilty. I mean Paizo Paizo gave it a name. I didn't. It breathed fire at us. I'm it not. Did. It did dude, not seem not interested in talking. No. It can though. It speaks draconic and mawangi. But uh yeah, it does in fact have the dragon tag. Alright, moving on. Next we have dream creatures. Uh, And this is something I did not realize was actually a creature type until I started uh, researching for this episode. I knew that there were dream creatures per se, but these are actually... dreamy creatures. There are some dreamy creatures. Different episode. (laughs) Different episode. These are creatures that are native to the dreamlands or the dimension of dreams. That's the same place. There's also the nightmare realm of Lang, which is a HP Lovecraft co- uh, thing. Uh, so you have uh, denizens of Lang and Lang spiders are all dream creatures. Uh, but the, the creature that is truly the best for what a dream creature is, is an inanimate dream. It's literally where fragments of dreams and nightmares have coalesced in the dreamlands to become a creature. That sounds terrifying. It absolutely is. This is the thing of literally nightmares. A tall lanky form. Now, inanimate dreams can take many, many forms, many shapes. Uh, This is just the art that's in the book. Are you saying animate or inanimate? 
animate. Okay. Technically, like it would be spelled the same way that animate is spelled. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess just... you could say animate dream, but I've it always heard weird. it pronounced uh, animate dream. Yeah, I just couldn't tell if you were trying to say an not animate dream. Yes. Or inanimate. No. So yeah, I kept thinking an... inanimate. <laughs> no, 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 no. An animate dream. So anyway, uh, the one that's in the book is really creepy. It's super tall, lanky, with a smile that's literally from ear to ear, with sharp, jagged teeth and uh, bright red eyes. Its arms are obviously too long for its body, and its hands are just a mass of tentacles. Got some Slender Man vibes going on. Yeah, 100%. Uh, super, super creepy. Uh, something that will, uh, attack you in your sleep, but is immune to sleep itself. Crazy how that works. It's true. It's jealous of you for being able to sleep. That's why it's attacking you. Yeah. Yes. They, uh, typically creatures of, of the dream type are, uh, they usually have some sort of secondary type so animate dreams don't but uh like lang spiders and denizens of lang both do uh one's a beast and one's an aberration uh, i will say that animate dreams do remind me a lot of shining the shining child they do uh and you'll find that kind of repeated uh for quite a few creatures that have these humanoid-like forms, but that aren't human. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find it across multiple creature types, too. So here we have the dream creatures, the astral plane, uh, Shining Child. Uh, in one of the Pathfinder 1 books, there was literally little gray men that were aliens. I don't remember what their type were, but they were, they I... were, they were aliens. I would like to suggest for incorporation um, the Cosmic Owl from Adventure Time um, as Mm -hmm. a dream being where whenever you see the Cosmic Owl in one of your dreams, it means that dream will come true. This is a terrible thing. No. Not terrible. It doesn't have (laughs) to be terrible. Like if you if you have a croak dream, then yeah, it's going to be terrible because you've seen the way that you've died. But like, it doesn't have to be a bad dream. True, it's just like the creatures themselves. Dream creatures don't have to be evil. Mm-hmm. They are. They're all evil at this point. We haven't met a good one yet. And I'm saying the cosmic owl could be the first neutral dream being. Could it could. So, with the dream creatures, there's no set recall knowledge for this. I would probably use occultism, personally. But, if you have lore planes, this might work. Uh, Also, I think we forgot to say, but dragons are recall knowledge arcana. For dragons. Are dragons, could you use nature? Like are According they not to the natural? Rules, no. Are they not natural beings? No, they are magic beings. Oh, because they're sense. not beasts. They are dragons. 
<laughs> I just I, okay, but but here's here's my argument on this one is that in Galarian magic is natural. Yeah. True. But technically nature and magic are separate forces. That feels lazy. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're so natural. Come I'm gonna on. be honest. Ugh, let me roll nature. Come on, GM. Jeez. Dragons are part of the natural world. Science says I should be able to do it. So you're True. trying to tell me that Mr. Fluffy Bomb over there is not natural? Yes. How dare you? You guys are a menace. Okay. Correct. All right. We're we're gonna do a couple more, and then we're we're gonna wrap up this part one of uh, our creature feature. We have the elementals. <laughs> so elementals are from the elemental planes. What easy? No, that ridiculous. Mm-mm. Clearly, what? dragons. Uh, what? <laughs> actually, actually, I say what. There are literally elemental dragons. Yes. So, like, I mean, kind of, yeah. Are those dragons from the elemental plane? Uh, Yeah, they have the tag elemental and dragon. Okay. They have both traits. Uh, So, elementals are, depending on what type of element they are, are from that plane. Got a fire elemental? It's from the plane of fire. Got an acid elemental? It's from the plane of acid. Very linear. Uh, there are uh, nothing that really kind of joins them together other than the fact that they are the embodiment of an element and they don't have to breathe. None of them do. Good for them. Even air elementals, which I find weird. <laughs> I Why? They're, They're made of breath. Made of air. They don't need to. I just thought they would have to breathe, but they breathe don't. Breathe it. Nope. I mean, you're telling me that you find it weird that air elementals don't have to breathe, but not weird that water elementals don't have to hydrate. You're... Okay. <laughs> All right. I I see what you did there. I almost literally said they are hydration. You're right. It's almost like that was the point. You got me. Uh, So for elementals, it really does depend. Most of the time it's going to be knowledge nature, but some elementals are uh, knowledge arcana. uh, For the recalls on that. Some standouts for me, methods. Methods are going to be your standard first level elemental, right? You got your water method, your cloud method. They just do enough causing mischief. I love methods. Methods are pretty great. Uh, The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. There's also a ooze method. Ooh. Yeah. But it actually (laughs) doesn't have the ooze tag. What? (laughs) Why? Paizo. (laughs) Because reasons. So it's just called a ooze method. It doesn't have the ooze tag because it's not truly an ooze. Let's move on. <laughs> it has the tags earth and water, though. Let's move along before I yeet something across <laughs> the room. Uh, the other creature that I wanted to uh, call out were genies. 
So we're talking Jen, Afridi, Jani. All of those are types of elementals. Mm. Uh, typically air, uh, but y- you can have some that are like fire elementals. Uh, Afridi, I think, are fire. Yeah, Afridi are elemental genies. Pretty sure there's one in Dimension 20 that's an ice cream genie. He runs an ice cream parlor and he can only grant wishes related to ice cream. You know what? I'm not I'm not opposed for it. I it seems like a solid business plan, honestly. It Personally, might kill me. But does that mean he's from the plane of ice cream? Listen. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to tell you. Oh my gosh. Beth. I Humber. just realized. Or Hear me out. Okay. It is from the plane of sugar and water. Don't you mean like ice or not ice? Um, Well, water, ice elementals are. Well, yeah, that could be. But that is an organic material. The plane of milk. (laughs) Ew. Oh, I hate that. No, we're moving on. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. (laughs) I've opened a Pandora's box with that one. Let's move on. Yeah, you're never going to be able to close that. (laughs) So ethereal beings. Okay, yeah. Next up, (laughs) we have the ethereals. So ethereals, not that there's many of them, uh, are very much like astrals right? Uh, Ethereals are from the ethereal plane, which the ethereal plane is the plane that links together the inner planes. So the ethereal plane interconnects tidal forces of creation and destruction from the positive and negative energy planes uh, and is kind of like a space between spaces. All kinds of weird stuff uh, I love it. travels through the ethereal plane. Night hags, uh, even though they don't have the ethereal tag, uh, live in the ethereal plane. Those are the creatures that I was telling you steal souls. Mm. Hags. What better place to keep all your stolen souls than the ethereal plane? Yeah, True. exactly. Uh, the ones that I wanted to talk about are the Zill. So the Zill are creatures that live in the ethereal repla- plane. Ethereal plane. They're technically, uh, they also have the aberration tag. They come to the material plane, hunt people, lay their eggs inside of them and then take them back to their home plane so that the eggs will hatch. And They're xenomorphs. <laughs> so the yeah. natural... Nope, never mind. That joke nope. doesn't work. Continue. continue. No, it doesn't yeah. work. Uh, Zill are... Like, if xenomorphs and the predator whatever those guys are called, had a baby, that would be the Zill. Fortunately, they haven't hunted us all to extinction because they're at war with literally everything else. So, and themselves. 
So, yeah. But uh, you want to talk about an ethereal being, that would be the Zill. Oh, they look cool, though. They do look really cool. Like I said, they they even, excuse me, they even kind of look like a hybrid of a a xenomorph and a predator. I was going to say they look vaguely dragonborn. Hmm, Yeah, I could see that. So there are four armed alien creatures, typically have red skin, very harsh faces, uh, Uh, lizard-like. The one we're looking at is currently holding a shield in one arm, two swords, and then a bow. So I'm not sure how he's going to draw that bow, considering he's holding things in all of its other arms. So he could draw with his sword hand. He just wouldn't be able to, or not sword hand, his uh, shield. Shield hand? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's strapped on his arm. He's not actually holding it in his hand. I feel like the shield would get in the way. I agree, but I guess he could. I'm not saying it's efficient. Just saying technically. Uh, it's probably a staged pose, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like he's yeah, probably he not actually in the middle of the battle right now. Yeah. Right. He just he's wanted to look to cool impress. in front of the other kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that is the ethereals. I said the space between yeah, I already said that. Yep. Do do do. Next up, we have the Fae. And I told you I was gonna get to this today. So I had fae. to get to it. Fae. Fae. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's my middle name. <laughs> hey, you're supposed to be talking about the Fae. It's true. The Fae in Pathfinder. Now, this is something that I'm going to say is specific to Pathfinder. Are from something called the First World. And again, this is a dumbed-down version. We're not getting into the nitty-gritty. But the First World is kind of the first draft of the material plane. So when the gods got together and created everything they created the first world first that's why it's called that anyway everything was brighter faster vibrant and a little unstable which is why they kind of toned everything back a little bit and created the material plane creatures there there are some species that come from the first world Elves and gnomes, particularly, both come from the first world. Uh, originally, now they've been here for a very long time, but they did come from there. The Fae currently live there. They kind of go off of rules of nature, but heightened, right? Their rules of nature are just a little bit different, although you do use nature to rec- uh, recall information about the Fae. So, things that kind of you're going to see in most Fae, immunity to sleep uh, is a big one. Uh, Weakness, cold iron, that's a big one. For any wizards, just stop trying to put people to sleep, because apparently it's just not going to work. You're not wrong. There there are quite a few things that are uh, immune to sleep. Uh, So, a couple of standouts... Uh, from the Fae, uh, a lot of the Fae are pulled from mythology, like most creatures. You know, everything that we're talking about today, uh, not everything, but a lot of it is, comes from mythology of some sort, right? 
like we literally talked about heaven and nirvana. I wanted to talk about pixies and unicorns. So pixies are interesting because they are fae sprites. So a sprite is just like a tiny or a small fae. Usually has the ability to fly. Uh, pixies are just like the level four version of that, right? Curious, excitable, all of those things that you see kind of in, in um, fiction about mm -hmm. pixies. Uh, they have weakness to cold iron and they have a tiny little bow that they shoot at you. It's cute. And then you have unicorns, which I didn't realize that unicorns were fey. I think in Pathfinder 1, I, actually, I should probably look it up before I say it's true. I believe that they were magical beasts. That's what I was going to say. But magical beasts aren't really a thing, right? Uh, you have beasts, which is why you can identify them through Arcana, but they aren't called magical beasts anymore. Yeah. In first edition, they were large magical beasts. So now they have added that fey tag, which means that unicorns are from the first world. I think that's really cool. It kind of explains where they get that inherent magical abilities. However, they don't have cold iron we uh, uh, weakness. So that is something that does set them apart from other fey. Hmm. Yeah, that is one of the things... It, it, that's really unique to Pathfinder, specifically Pathfinder 1. The Fae are, are really cool in the, the Pathfinder setting. So with the first world, the gods really originally wanted unicorns to be the big thing. They and did. They, they loved around, unicorns. They were like, man, this world's too freaking crazy. You know what? Next world, dragons. Yep. <laughs> that's enough. That's completely <laughs> normal enough. Mm -hmm. Yes. Natural. Yeah. Completely natural. Obviously. <laughs> the next logical step after unicorns is dragons. Yeah. Obviously. Everybody knows that. Oh my gosh, that was so fantastic. <laughs> the lead up to that was good because I was with you too. Like, that was so good. All right. So the last one for today are fiends. Whoop. So fiends are your evil boys. I mean, not yay. All of the evil aligned planes in the outer planes, those are your fiends. Now, I'm going to talk about three subtypes of fiends because I want to touch on them just like we did the celestials. There's actually a lot of subtypes of fiends, and there are a lot of evil planes. There's a lot of evil in the universe. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. uh, quick, quick question for balance. Are there the same number of evil planes as neutral planes as good planes? Not that I know of. No, I think there's more evil planes. Well, hot damn. But there's a lot of planes, dude. We don't even know them all. We have I mean, to have a fair. lot more evil to fight. Yeah, that's and, that, and that's really it. what it is. Like, when we're talking about fiends, uh, you know, demonic entities, it, you're just gonna have more bad things than good things. That's just how it is. Alright, so... Uh, this is recall knowledge religion. Again, anything in the outer planes is going to be religion. So the three subtypes that I want to touch on are devils, demons, and demons. So devils are your lawful good, right? 
they seek to tempt mortals into profane and horrible acts. These are your pit fiends, your imps, your erinies, I think is how you call them. Uh, which are the hottest demons. I You can tell me that the succubus is the hottest devil out there. Uh, or I can't even remember what succubi are. I think they're demons. Uh, but no. Yeah, I think so. Uh, devils with the Aranes. Yeah, Aranes. Which are fury devils. Uh, they're giant winged women with fire bows. They're the sexiest monsters. Listen, that's another episode. Uh, I would I like know. to say that the only thing I can think of with you saying Aranese was like, I was just thinking in my head, Great Pyrenees, like the dog. <laughs> no. Beth, the Aranese must have a pretty low AC considering they're wearing so much clothing. They're, they they are wearing a lot of clothing. They have armor. They have high AC. That was a joke about women's armor in games. Okay, good night. Um. (laughs) Wow, you both are killing it tonight. Uh, But yeah, uh, they're wonderful. Uh, I mean, they'll murder me, but, you know, sometimes you just want to be... not going to say that. (laughs) Are her wings made out of metal? Or are those just like regular feathers? Metal. No, I think they're just regular. She is pretty metal. I think they're just regular feathers. Okay. I almost said that. <laughs> uh, so devils. I was right there with you. So like, no, we're you are the not alone. Is the same. Jeez. Oh, anyway, so devils are from hell. Obviously, where else are they going to be? Yeah. Uh, and so. Demons and daemons are from elsewhere. So we're going to move on and talk about daemons. Matt, they're all the first name of all daemons no. is Matt. No. Yes. So daemons are the neutral evil uh, beings. I would like to say really quickly that um, despite my joke about their first name all being Matt, all of their names do end in Amen, because once again we have the yes. laziest naming conventions on the face of the planet. Yeah, you're you're absolutely not wrong. Uh, my my personal favorite is the Astra Daemon, uh, which looks like a lizard humanoid anglerfish. Ooh! Please send a pic. I need. Uh, it it's bizarre. Oh, I love, I love it. Love it. Also, it, it's a uh, you know level sixteen creature, so it'll wreck your face. Oh, for I sure. Don't care. Can we have it as a pet? No, you can't have one as a pet. What? Why not? If my animal you can't handling, have a daemon. What about if my nature is sufficiently high enough? I almost said animal handling. No, and also nature dangerous? wouldn't matter. Can we get a golem? Can I tame it using occultism? <sighs> Guys, we have one more sub if, okay. Okay. to deal with. We have one more sub type. That's all we need. We just need, just need to get through demons. So demons are from the abyss. Oh, wait, no, wait. 
sorry. Uh, real quick, I forgot to read my note that I wrote when we were talking about devils, um, which was my favorite devil name is Hamatula, because you can just pronounce it like ham spatula. Why? Listen, look look at that word and tell me that it's not pronounced hematula. Like, wh- what else are you going to pronounce that like? I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is, a, is some tarantula made out of ham. And it just still scares me. I actually didn't look up the picture for that. I'm going to do it now. I hate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I also forgot to say that daemons are from Abaddon. By the way. Uh, no, he's just a big porcupine boy. I hate it. I do like porcupine boys, though. Anyway, so... Oh, I see. Porcupine boy was a devil. Abaddon is the realm of the demons. And now we're talking about demons. So demons are from the abyss. Uh, they usually represent some sin of some type. Be it wrath gluttony or something more specific so this is where we get our succubi that or incubi uh that people talk about um i would like to say that i think the um potential for demons is unlimited um because much like neil gaiman's american gods right you can basically make a new demon out of anything yes so the demons that you are willing to create are only a subject to the limits of your own imagination. I mean, the same can be said of just about any creature type. But demons yeah, I, especially. I, yeah, I feel like this one especially is conducive. Yeah, you're not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. So one of the coolest demons that I say coolest, but Let's be real here. They're creepy. Uh, are vermlick. Vermlick are worms that burrow into humans and wear them like meat skins. Uh, oh, also, terrible. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, thanks. Yep. And it's gonna... just about as horrible as you think it is. Are these in no. Age of Ashes? No, thanks. They are not in Age of Ashes. They are oh. in um, uh, Extinction Curse. Have you guys run into them yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're a low-level demon. Okay. I wasn't sure what level you guys were at. Yep. They're a pretty low-level demon. But, yeah. I think oh, that is all we have time for today. We got about... We got through half of them. Yeah. That's a big good, list. Good job, team. I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not get to the psychopomps today. Oh. And the the beings of neutrality. Uh, so we did miss out on those. We'll touch on those next time. Uh, and we didn't actually talk about what makes a humanoid a humanoid. So <laughs> tune Dang. in next time for oozes spirits and time beings fantastic well chad take us out this is only about half of the list of creature types i'm sorry if we haven't covered your favorite one yet but don't worry we'll cover the rest on the next episode so be sure to check back in but until then remember 
Dice don't die. But monsters do. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die, or email us at Dice Don't Die Pod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song, Crunk Night, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work, and the work of many others, can be found royalty-free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.